Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We are here to do our summer nights preview. This is so exciting. It's basically an August preview that we're doing. And we'll talk a little bit more about how that all got extremely complicated because of Hallmark shenanigans this last week or so. But we're pressing forward. It's going to be fun. And I'm Rachel. and I'm so excited about the guests that we have today. I'm so excited to have Lori Stark back on the show. This is her second time being here. She is the host of A Very Hallmark Christmas. And Lori, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And then we also have our very good friend co-host, Georgia, is here. Hi, everybody. Yes. So, Lori, uh, yes. you have had a bit of a break from Hallmark. Uh, have you been able to, uh, to dabble in any Christmas in July? I have not. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> so I was, um, our podcast, A Very Hallmark Christmas, um, that I do um, with my husband, we have traditionally done all of the Hallmark Christmas movies um, as they air. And yeah. last year we did our level best to keep up with the ones uh, during the year, but it, it really broke us. So I'll be entirely <laughs> honest. It, it just broke us. And this year we were like, we're not going to do it except in the event of if a Wedding March movie comes back. Yeah. And I, you know, I know that a Wedding March movie has come back. We haven't watched it yet, but I am intending to watch it because I, of all of the sort of like Hallmark franchises, I guess, like that is the one that I think that we have just legitimately enjoyed the most. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been a, it's been a complete hallmark break this year <laughs> well hopefully we can get you back even sure. if it's on our podcast uh coming up this because uh, it's gonna it's gonna take a village to cover christmas it's gonna, <laughs> yes it's not gonna be it, it certainly is <laughs> we're all gonna have to band together we're gonna <laughs> Good fun. So, uh, well thanks so much for coming and talking about these summer nights movies and uh, maybe sure and getting to watch any of them you'll have to post on twitter or whatever your thoughts and that would be really fun yeah so uh georgia what have your thoughts been about the summer night season as a whole typically as is it a favorite of yours or honestly yeah i usually it's like the last half of the year i'm usually well no because i love Winterfest too yeah a lot of the time I'm not just because I don't like spring as much it's not really my thing so I'm not as into it but the summer movies every time oh and the Valentine's Day ones but you know there's always one that I'm like this is one of my new favorite favorite movies yeah and then the fall movies just bring it like it just gets better throughout the year to me but then I just I love Hallmark in general I guess so yeah I love summer <laughs> nights it's just fun you know yeah. it's it's a good fit I like it yeah I'm excited and I have a bit of nostalgia, I think, for Summer Nights because it was the first full season that we covered on the podcast. So our very first episode as the Hallmarkies podcast was the Summer Nights episode. Oh, do you know which? Like, 2017. So that's where you got to hear how bored I was by all the wine talk in <laughs> Summer in the Vineyard. Oh, no, not Summer in the Vineyard, Rachel. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I, I don't like the wine movies, Lori, very much. Uh, maybe it's, I just don't drink wine. So when they're all worried, is the wine turned? Is it wine? It's a tough sell for me. <laughs> Last year, it was like their big summer nights was their big 
uh, travel narrative series, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because they had the the Africa movie. They had the um, uh, my brain. What? Where else did they Fiji? They had the two Fiji movies. And then one in Texas, well, kind of in Texas. <laughs> and so that was pretty fun. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a pretty good season, I feel like, with Summer Nights. Uh, this this season, this year, a little backstory behind the scenes of the podcast. So sure. we had a plan to, to cover, do the preview this week. And mm-hmm. uh, we were planning on covering the preview show and talking about the you know the clips and other stuff like we normally do but then we were presented with a problem when all of a sudden out of the blue hallmark moved the air date of the preview special to to this upcoming sunday after (laughs) uh, after roman love airs and it's ridiculous like why would you have a a preview i mean i just I assume that the point of a preview show is to get people excited to watch the stuff that's being previewed, correct? I think that's a fair assessment, yes. <laughs> right? Am I crazy, Georgia? No. I mean, I, that's the whole point of it. Like, at the very least, just put it on YouTube or something. Like, yeah. And what is this? It's like a half hour of programming? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's usually How difficult long. is that in to, like, slot in? And so somewhere. they decide to air the preview show after the first movie <laughs> roman love airs on sure. saturday which makes yeah. no sense and no. the only reason that i th- i can imagine that they would do this is because yeah. they didn't have the clips ready for yeah. the last movie my one and only with pascal yeah. and sam page who are fan favorites yes but i still don't think that's a good enough reason <laughs> for for completely giving a movie a, that looks pretty good the shaft in your preview yeah show. like i would rather just have pictures of pascal and sam or something like that <laughs> yeah and uh than to have than to worry about the clips so yeah or have a live interview with them or something yeah. i sure, mean sure, come sure. on it was bonkers and it was very frustrating for me yeah trying to figure out what to do I don't know what to do I still don't know if we made the right choice but we made our choice because I wanted to if I figured if Hallmark wasn't going to preview Roman Love it, we would we would preview Roman Love yeah <laughs> we would give it its fair share we can do it we yes do it. <laughs> so because we've interviewed the writer Topher Payne he's awesome mm-hmm. we we love him and so I I felt like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give give the preview that Hallmark is it and yeah it's pretty fun but let's do it yes so <laughs> we always have our crazy rating systems our weird rating systems that we mm-hmm. do for these previews and this season what we decided is for the highest we'll give an ice cream sundae that's like peak ice cream really and then yeah. <laughs> then we have frozen yogurt. Mm-hmm. And then a popsicle, mm-hmm. and then a toppled cone. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest, saddest story of all. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to talk about the mysteries uh, that are mm-hmm. going to be airing as well. Uh, there's going to be 
we're actually, uh, uh, Lisa and some of our other co-hosts are working on trying to do a, an Aurora Tea Garden uh, episode. Because okay. we've actually never covered any of them before. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that may be coming. So maybe double dipping in our, in our, uh, our Aurora coverage. But hey, sure. you never have too much Candace Cameron Bray, right? So. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. So it's going to be very fun. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So the first one, Roman Love. Mm-hmm. And this stars Italia Ricci, Peter Porte, and Vincent Riata. Mm-hmm. And this airs on the 27th, this upcoming Saturday. And mm-hmm. it is written by Topher Payne, directed by Eric Bross. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story is a completely unknown actress is plucked from obscurity in Bend, Oregon, and flown to the Eternal City to star in a remake of Roman Holiday. And life imitates art when romance blossoms between her and the writer assigned by an Italian magazine to introduce her to the world. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Can I quickly say so? Um... I find, uh, so you guys have interviewed Topher Payne before, is that yes. correct? Yes, that's So, correct. um, I, he and I connected on Twitter after, um, the film A Gift to Remember aired. Yes. And he had listened to our podcast, which I believe also, the movie also starred Peter Porte or Peter Port mm-hmm. or however you say it. Um, yeah, he was delightful, um, to talk to you. And so I am very much, um, looking forward to the film because I found a gift to remember like the premise being really bananas, but somehow it being completely sold by the writing. So I'm interested in seeing sort of another premise where I'm like, Oh, what can you do with this? Um, but thinking that it being in Topher Payne's hands, that it'll probably be pretty great. Yeah. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on this, Georgia? Well, I typically like the ones where the premise is just so ridiculous because usually that makes the writing a lot more grounded, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas and Homestead is not at all realistic, but you watch it and it's like it feels really real because of, you know, the premise itself is so s- sort of silly. Yeah. Um, we love Roman Holiday. Italia Ricci's great. I, it's nothing personal, but I'm not like the biggest Peter Porte fan, but that's like sure. my issue. Um, and obviously Rome, you know, where's a complaint there. So I'm honestly pretty <laughs> excited for it. When I heard the premise originally, I was like, this is going to be the best thing ever. Oh man. And I'm still pretty excited for it. So that's good after seeing clips. Yeah. And I have to say that like the Italian magazine aspect Mm-hmm. is pretty exciting because I feel like anytime they sort of introduce print journalism, particularly magazine print journalism into the Hallmark world, like it is fun and it is glamorous and it's sort of like, it just always adds like a level of sort of intrigue that you might not be expecting otherwise. Yeah. And it's nice that in, in a rom-com, it's the guy yeah. who's this time. Cause so much of the time it's the woman who's working for the magazine and it's nice right. that it's the guy. It's, yeah. I think it's good. So I, I must admit, I am completely unfamiliar with Talia Ricci. What have you seen her in Georgia? She was on that Chasing Life show. Um, oh, it was on, okay. well, what, what's now Freeform, I believe it was ABC Family at the time. And 
um, I've just, I've seen her in other things. I've seen her around. She's married to that, oh gosh, Robbie Amel, Amel, I believe. Yeah, Robbie Amel. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've just, I've known who she is. So I've followed her on social media and stuff. And she's just like, she's really cute. And she's very nice. And I like that her name's Italia and she's in an Italian movie. And, but Chasing Life was a big, a big show. And everybody was really sad when it got canceled. So I'm glad that she's doing something that's like, you know, this is a big movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for her. I think it'll be nice to have her on Hallmark. Yeah. And I love Roman Holiday. Do you go, where, are you guys big on Roman Holiday? Of course. I regret to inform everyone that I have not seen oh, the Roman Holiday. You haven't seen it? No, I'm aware of it in the lexicon. I understand that it's a, it's a movie that exists that lots of people are fond of. <laughs> but I have not seen it. Is that a, um, I, and I'll, I'll feel super dumb if I'm wrong, but is Audrey Hepburn in that? Yes. yes. She won okay. an Oscar for it. Ooh. <laughs> Come on, Gregory Peck. Like, you yeah. can't, you can't beat Gregory Peck. Oh. I've heard of that guy, too. You've so. <laughs> heard of him. Oh. So, if you want to keep your rom-com card, your membership <laughs> sure. in the club, Lori, you need okay. to watch Rowan Holiday. I'm just, I'm coming here with all the honesty that I feel is required of <laughs> me. For we all have those podcast. movies. <laughs> sure, sure. That, that is true. <laughs> it, it's a really, it's a really good movie because it really focuses on its characters and, uh, and uh, yeah, there's like a gimmick, but mm-hmm. I don't know, it really develops the two leads, particularly the two lead characters very well. So. so do you think though, and I know we have so many movies together, no, but I want to ask quickly, like we're talking about room and holiday. Do you think they're going to take this approach here? Like the Hallmark, like the Hallmark movies do with Pride and Prejudice, which is like, we just kind of randomly assign <laughs> names to the characters. Well, or? like this isn't a remake. This is, right. uh, I mean, the girl is, is, it's a little more meta than that because the girl okay is cast in a remake sure okay of roman holiday and so she has the uh, the has the roman holiday experience while so there's a legit tie-in here yeah yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. but but you can't do just i mean not to spoil it for you laurie but you can't do a full remake in order for Mm -hmm. it to remain hallmark appropriate oh yeah not like like appropriate but like the way it would have to the way the story is gonna go it can't Uh, be true to the original yeah there's a few things can i just say wow spoilers for real holiday (laughs) i'm saying that the ending the way the story unfolds it has to be a hallmark movie well more than just that's fair that's fair okay more than just the ending but i but yeah no spoilers um but, but anyway, yeah, it is kind of meta, and uh, so I, I, I think we're gonna get like some maybe some quotes from you. Might want to watch Roman, Roman you should, Holiday. You should watch Roman Holiday anyway. Like <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Although it's fun to watch this first and then watch Roman Holiday and see, you know. Yeah. Sure. 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 That would be fun. Um, yeah, and I actually enjoy Peter Porte. I, I think he is extremely handsome. <laughs> he is. He is classically handsome. He is. 
and I've liked all his, uh, let's see, he's done uh, the, um, uh, he did the Gift to Remember. Yep. And then uh, he did uh, the Love of the Shore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Once like and Always. Which one? Love Once and Always. I'm trying to remember that one. With the, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great. He's a great Hallmark lead. Like I yeah. loved him. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's just like the two leads in a gift to remember, and also the writing. Where like it somehow came together in mm -hmm. a sense where like I would have hated everyone otherwise, yeah. but I was like, oh, they have like really good chemistry and the writing is kind of fun um, yeah yeah, so yeah love once and always I, was so disappointing i forgot yeah. i yeah. rushed it from my mind that movie was terrible it hurts rachel it hurts because i had such high hopes for it and it just oh god anyway but this roman love i think that the trailers that we have gotten the previews have looked really sweet and fun yeah and, and i feel like italia ricci and peter porto will have nice chemistry Mm. Yeah. so yeah. I, just, I hope they let peter porte be funny for once i'd like to see him be funny yeah. is my so so i follow him on instagram or i have oh, i've yeah. been on instagram in a while and he seems like he is like legit a fun and funny guy yeah. um so i feel like he has the range but he is just so classically handsome and such a yeah. like good hallmark lead i don't know that he has that they've really like given him or offered him the range for that yeah and that just it seems so unfair because it's like that aaron o'connell one who's in 12 gifts of christmas which is on right now um my christmas love he's handsome so they don't usually let him be funny he's usually some yeah. you know, stuffy old business guy and he's so funny when yeah. he's allowed to be so i really i hope that peter porte is allowed to be funny in this movie yeah. And then I'll be happy because I just, I, he deserves better to me. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a little unfair because the gifts you remember, he was in <laughs> yeah. the coma. He was in the coma. I mean, but uh, but <laughs> look at the shore. He had a few moments that were a little like the banter yeah. back and forth. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I believe in, I believe in Topher that this mm -hmm. is going to be, uh, like, it sounds meta. It sounds really fun and clever. Uh -huh. And I think it's, uh, it's well cast. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's interesting because Italia. I, I mean, I guess she's she is Italian, but she's from Canada. So, but she's living in Oregon in the movie. So I guess that'll all make sense somehow. Sure, but, sure, um, sure. but anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm excited for this. I think it'll be nice and escapism, and mm -hmm. I I I would bet money that this will be a billion times better than Lacey Chabert's Christmas movie in Rome. Stop. That's you fair. Do this again. <laughs> you're, you're really pumped for that one? No, I'm not. In a, well, I'm pumped because it looks so bad, but, like, so I don't want to say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You were on the Christmas preview. Yeah, yeah. it looks not great. So <laughs> I, I think this will be our Rome movie that we'll remember in, with fondness. Yes. <laughs> so, Lori, what yes. on our scale, what would you give Roman Love? Um. Gosh. So, what is the what is the thing after the full ice cream cone? The it's ice cream sundae and then frozen yogurt. I'll give it a 
a frozen yogurt, but can I add some delightful toppings? Okay, good. <laughs> so I'll say it's frozen yogurt, but like it's probably got some really good stuff on top of it that yeah. would like, you know, maybe make it close to comparable mm. to an ice cream sundae. I, I feel like I'm making this a lot more complicated. Than <laughs> no, we always do that too. Yeah. yeah. But like, I feel like I'm yeah. really, I'm, I'm very excited about it, but you know, also there are some possible pitfalls to occur and I, I don't yeah. want to, it's the first movie out. I don't want to like <laughs> overshoot. I don't want to overshoot with the ice cream sundae. Yeah. You'd just be giving ice cream sundaes to everybody. Right. So, right. Georgia, what about you? What are you going to give it? Uh, to be honest, that Lori, your your assessment is probably what I'll end up with, where it's mm-hmm. frozen yogurt with some goodness on top. But I'm being optimistic here because the writing's going to be great. We already know. Yeah. Like, the setting's beautiful, so I'm I'm just doing ice cream sundae because I just I want it to be that good. I think it can be that good. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hope. I am going to also give it an ice cream sundae and I'm going to just for the, just to be in character, I'm going to make it a gelato ice cream sundae <gasps> mm. and it will be amazing. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. So, <laughs> and I've been to Rome, so I will know <laughs> what's going on. So, okay. Next we have Love and Sunshine. Yep. And this stars Danica McKellar and Mark Declan. Mm-hmm. Of course, Danica has been amazing in so many of these films. Sure. And then Mark Declan, he really did a great job in uh, in the um, uh, Christmas in Evergreen sequel last yeah. year. I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and even though I didn't love Switch to Christmas, I thought that he was he was you know uh, handsome. Yeah. <laughs> did a good job. Being sure. Handsome. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> But, um, but but yeah, and uh, and so this is on the third, and this is directed by Ellie Canner, and mm-hmm. she was has been on the podcast, and it was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. So maybe I'm a little biased. It was amazing because she worked as a casting director for years before she started becoming a director. So on the interview, she uh-huh. is she is telling all these stories of how she cast Sex in the City and how she cast uh friends. She was there in the room right. when they cast uh, uh Courtney Cox as Monica. It was oh, amazing. Was like, that's and, bananas. Yeah and she did Love on the Menu this year, which was really good. And oh. it was a little bit different the way it was filmed and, and it was a mm-hmm. little I don't know just a little bit more creative and yeah and so uh it, this has uh two writers on it bart baker and glenn rabney so the names mm-hmm. and uh and so uh there you go and then uh so here's a little summary yeah Allie's grown fond of sunshine <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Allie is grown fond of sunshine. The retired service dog she's been fostering. And now Jake is back from Afghanistan, eager to reunite with his beloved golden retriever. Taking sunshine on a walk, Allie tells Jake how the dog comforted her during a breakup. And Jake reveals how Sunshine got him through a Dear John letter. But their exes want them back, and misunderstandings ensue until until a 4th of July party where Allie and Jake wind up kissing under a sky lit by 
fireworks. Sounds, yeah. The yeah. future seems secure <laughs> until Jake is called back into active duty. So I I love these descriptions that are so intense and basically lay out the entire movie for you. <laughs> I mean, this sounds exciting. I mean, yes. you to be a yes. kissing under fireworks? Are you? Yes. I don't even know. <laughs> so yeah, can I can I quickly say that? And I'm going to start every sentence with, can I quickly say, but um, <laughs> can I quickly say that unfortunately I've started, so when I started looking at this, this description and saw the retired service dog and Afghanistan, that I began to immediately have flashbacks to a controversial Hallmark film, A Veteran's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And I, that that movie has just placed sort of an indelible mark on my soul um, that I, I just, I have concerns going in. Um, but I like the idea of kissing under a skylight under a skylight under fireworks. Like I, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be less deception in this movie. Yeah. And more just loving the service dog and the two coming together. And I think I can support that. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if this was, I mean, I, I don't know if this was an acquisition, but it sounds sure. kind of un, a, a little bit against formula. Right. Uh, not as much for Christmas movie, because they have the home, they have the movies and mysteries, but this is for the regular right. Hallmark Channel. And yeah. I mean, just, it sounds pretty, like you've got someone going back into active duty and you have right. them missing their dogs and breaking yeah. up. And I mean, it's quite a dear John letter. That's yeah. a lot of drama for a right. regular Hallmark channel movie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I can understand that about veterans Christmas. That one for me, that I, I, I liked it, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was a lot of cornball for me, oh. even for Hallmark. But I, still I know, yeah, I know most people did not have their reactions to it, <laughs> and I did. Like, I see it as the true horror film that yeah. produced, and I know that a lot of people didn't, but I saw, like, Service Dog in Afghanistan, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Um, but this seems like it'll maybe have, in my heart, at least a more optimistic ending. What do you think, Georgia? I mean, I'm going to be the one here to full on defend Veterans Christmas. I loved it. I loved it. I can't. I just, because you reunite somebody with their dog. I know it was a set up and all that, but I'm going to, I'll just say it. I was sitting there crying because I was like, she got her dog back and that's all she yeah. wanted. Oh my God. That's all that mattered. And I, oh my gosh. My dog came in there and watched it with me and I was just sobbing on her. It was the worst. Are you sure you weren't crying because the police trapped her on the bus? I, look, I liked it because it was such a serious premise, and then they yeah. added so much sort of, like Rachel said, corny stuff and silly stuff. And yeah. it was, it's a hard-hitting thing. Like, this is going to be. I love Sean Ferris. I love the two of them together. Come on. Yeah. There are so definitely... There was definitely Hallmark or horror though in that movie for sure. But I didn't say it, but I was like, it worked to me. But 
I'm, I, I didn't hate it, but I oh, see both sides on this one. I'm like right in the middle, uh-huh, but, okay. uh, but, <laughs> but it, it did have adorable doggies. They were I mean, so true. cute. And so that's right. That's right. This one, you know, they, seriously, they have all this serious stuff about this person got dumped and he's going back into active duty. And I'm like, but the dog's name is Sunshine. Oh my gosh. So I'm sitting here crying at the commercials because they both want this dog. And that means they have to end up together. Because what else are you going to do? Oh I my think gosh. We, I, I think I'm we can just... all come together on the dogs. Because yeah. like, so here's the thing is like, you can name a bazillion of these Hallmark Christmas movies to me. And I would not remember which ones they were or who they start you can say a veteran's christmas i know everything about it but i think we can all come together on the dogs being adorable yeah there's no doubt about it it makes it memorable makes you root for them but this one danica's great with everybody mark declan is dreaming so come on it's all summery and it's a good premise it sounds like it's like you guys said it's dramatic and serious yeah but the tone of it looks really kind of like you know real summery and like a little not spicy, but you know what I mean. Or the right, right. Fly, under the fire, kissing under the fire. I mean, that's yeah. summer. Yeah. Both of the writers are new to Hallmark, and mm-hmm. as far as I could see. And so uh, that's, and you've got this little bit different director. I feel like there's a lot of interesting things about this one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Danica is at her prime when she's just about to well up into tears. She's like, yeah, she's like holding it back. And you're like, oh my gosh, stop being mean to her, please. Half of every movie though, she's always trying not to cry. Yeah. And that's her, that's, she she knows she's a pro. That's her sweet spot. I don't want her to cry. That's why she's so good. (laughs) She is. You're right. You're right. She is so good at that. And every part of this synopsis is just full, chocked full of those kind of moments. Yeah. So I think it's it's gonna be I think it's gonna be pretty good. Uh, and also I have to say Peter Benson is in it, who I love, and mm-hmm. Toby Levins. So it's mm-hmm. those are both two really fun supporting uh, actors. So yeah, fun. So there's it's it's an interesting one. I I could see it really bombing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it won't. So I'm gonna give this one. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a like gourmet popsicle, like one of the really good ones, mm. <laughs> fancy ones. <laughs> so because I think it it is right in the middle. Yeah, it has big potential, but it could it could also be terrible so we'll see yeah i hate to be someone who is just like you know grabbing onto what you said but i feel like <laughs> i could also give it like a nice gourmet pops of popsicle like a basil lemonade <laughs> sort of thing because it's like first of all danica mckeller like ups every hallmark movie yeah like you know you're gonna be sympathetic with her almost certainly um, and I do think there's a lot to deal with here with like the veteran storyline and of course the adorable dog. Um, but I am not quite ready to, you know, up it into the next echelon. <laughs> okay, good. Very good. What about you, Georgia? 
man, you guys, I don't know. Because I can't find anything to not like about it so far. Right. Be, go with you. Be strong. Give it the Sunday. Give it the Sunday. I'm doing, I'm going double Sunday then, you guys. <laughs> okay, good. good. I have to. Maybe without, like, whipped cream and stuff. But it's still a Sunday. Because I can't find anything to be upset about with it. Yeah, I hear it that. It just looks super that. good. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be fun. We're excited. All right. So next up, we have A Taste of Summer. Mm -hmm. This stars Rosalind Sanchez and Eric (gasps) Winter. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Eric Winter was in Finding Santa, which is one of my, like, it's it's not a good movie, (laughs) but I thought this. Is that the one where he worked at the toy shop? Where his father is, is, runs the Santa school? Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's like a really Christmassy store that she works in. Oh, Jody Swinton's yes. character. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought Julie Sherman's Wolf's script was uh-huh. so much better than that movie deserved. It, yeah. it was so funny and uh-huh. I was laughing throughout and, and, and it, I don't know. I just thought it was so impressive. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> this stars Rosalind Sanchez and uh, and and Eric Winter, and I'm trying to see if if well, they're has... married. They're married in real like... life. Oh, are yeah, they? I didn't realize I just that. Up. And so they Eric said Winter it in the preview. Like... <laughs> oh, I so forgot Eric, that. Eric Winter is like actually someone totally different than who I thought he was, but. Um... Never mind that. But they are—they uh, <laughs> are apparently they're actually married. So I remember yeah, Rosalind Sanchez from um, a show I used to watch quite a bit called Without a Trace. Uh, oh, yeah. So it was—it's um, like a CBS show, like probably back in the two, like the early two thousands. Um, and I liked her quite a bit. But yeah, I was just googling him to like see who he was, and he is not who I thought he was. But they are indeed married. So that's kind of nice. That it's is cute. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Eric Winter's my husband in real life. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Uh, yeah, that will be fun. I mean, sometimes they, it's weird. Like people that are married don't have the best chemistry, oddly enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then mm-hmm. others uh, others do. And so that's fine. Right. Um, so we'll see. That should be that should be fun to watch. And uh, the writer is new to Hallmark. She doesn't have very many credits to her name. Uh, her mm-hmm. name is Laura Brianza, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of exciting. New talent. We'll see what she can bring to the table right. uh, with things. So that'll be cool. And so, uh, and our one of our very first interviews uh, that we did was with an actress named Hannah Peterson, who's, who's mm-hmm. also in this. So that's kind of fun for her. Uh, so a lot of little connections. Uh, this is directed by Peter DeLuise, who is the ki- practically like the king of Hallmark. Like he has done right. so many. He's done not he's done one calls the heart. He's done so many different movies. Some of the best yeah. ones he's done. Uh, so he kind of had a stinker this year earlier this year, but we'll mm-hmm. forgive him that. We'll forgive him yeah. still coming. Uh, but hey, still coming wasn't that bad. No, it was. It, it was wasn't that bad. It was so boring. I like Lindy Booth. Okay, I, I so like it's fine. Too. I like her too. It was fine. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't like a standout, but it was fine. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, it's acceptable. Don't agree to disagree. Acceptable. 
<laughs> but I no, I do love when Lindy Griffin. Anyway, I, it was not my favorite. But anyway, so let's read this summary. So sure. Sous chef Gabby opens a restaurant and must contend with former high school baseball hero Caleb, the competitive owner of a popular eatery. A star in culinary school, Gabby is undaunted until opening night when her restaurant has few customers due to Caleb's wings promotion. <laughs> Deciding to enter the taste of summer to win $10,000 and stellar reviews, Gabby is stunned when Caleb enters a similar dish, but heartened when he helps helps after her sous chef after her sous chef burns himself with the contest winner still unnamed there's lots of competitiveness in the air mm. now it's mixed with a hint of romance Ooh. <laughs> this is exciting so this sounds so classic hallmark yes i think that peter deloise will be able to execute this and make it so charming and fun yeah and because he can take something like uh the um oh gosh what's it called the um the fall harvest one with jesse hutch my brain harvest moon he can take something like harvest moon which on the surface is super cliched and make it like really charming and really yeah. fun and uh, you've got this couple that will probably have good chemistry it's about a, a cooking contest i mean <laughs> That's I love I love a cooking contest. I love yeah. sort of any competitive Hallmark movie. Like I think that amps up the chemistry and also um not to get too much into my a very Hallmark Christmas mode, but like I feel it sort of elevates like the woman's role in a movie. Like it gives her like a lot yeah. more agency. Like she is being like competitive. Mm -hmm. She's being like sort of the best at what she does. Um and so I love to see yeah. that, like, sort of, like, against whoever the male lead is. It sounds kind of like Pumpkin Pie Wars, which I love. That one's really <laughs> fun. Yeah. So I think this this sounds just really fun. Really good homework. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you think, Georgia? Oh, no. It sounds like it's very, like, Taste of Romance, which I love. So I'm I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I, I love just, Taste of Romance. It's so good. With, he has the diner next door and she has the french oh food. yeah i just for some reason never get tired of the food ones they always can do something a little bit different and like you said peter deloise is just the best so i don't see how it can go wrong they put eric winter as a baseball player which to me is like the ultimate you can't get any better than that you're gonna have him out there playing baseball and cooking stuff and so yeah, i'm sure ready i don't need anything else <laughs> you going Good. you going sunday on this one as well I might do like a frozen yogurt sundae to be honest I'm not yeah. sure just because you know like you said when they're married sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not so hopefully it's great if it is I will gladly give them an ice cream sundae but preview wise I, I'll give it a frozen yeah. yogurt sundae I'm with you I think that's what I will give it as well a frozen yogurt sundae uh, I think it it looks really fun. I'm excited for it. And uh, so that would be fun. What about you, Lori? I'll give it a legit Sunday. Oh. But with but caveat, no toppings. Oh. Um, and the only reason is because I think you, you two are right. Like, you don't know how the chemistry between an actual married couple yeah. is going to be conveyed on screen. So, like, I think that 
the plot is super interesting and it could be like really great and but you don't know if it's gonna be like like super fun chemistry or if it's gonna be yeah. like what is like probably legitimate like chemistry which is like oh we we get along really well um so so I don't know but I think I think it's I I love the I love the competition idea I always love that I love that when Mm -hmm. they're giving like the lead um the lead woman actress like they're giving her like sort of as much drive and ambition Mm -hmm. as as they're giving the man and so that that's what elevates it to me to sunday status that that makes sense i love it so the next we have a summer romance the stars aaron mm-hmm. krakow and ryan pavey mm-hmm. and it is directed by david winning who full disclosure is not my favorite and I, he's made <laughs> so many Hallmark movies that I've disliked. And I, I, I feel bad. It seems like a perfectly, it's just some people just don't fit, you know? Like, right. Just not a good fit. And I guess he's just not a good fit for me. <laughs> sure. Because I do not like the Father Christmas movies at all. Really? I, no, yeah. I really dislike them. Especially the second one made me crazy. Was that Finding Father Christmas? Was that the second one? And yeah, uh, no, it was um the second engaging. one, the second engaging, one, engaging, engaging yeah. Father Christmas with the whole thing of the the uh, the investigation, and it's like yeah. nobody cares about this this actor from like what? Uh, no, uh, it, it was it may <laughs> it was too much. I couldn't deal with yes. it. It, 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 I kind of loved them for that reason, but yeah, I totally I understand where you're coming from. It, I can totally understand where you're coming from. It took me to a dark place, as I like to say. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the only one of his movies that I've liked is The Mistletoe Promise, which is one, which is great. So mm. good. Um, but I don't like Tulips in Spring. That movie was, <laughs> that was a scientific yeah. farmer boring movie. I, yeah. I guess I like you Unleashing know, Mr. Darcy fine. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> not a, I don't know. There was just a bunch. I wasn't a fan of Falling for Vermont. Wasn't a fan of While You Were Dating. Wasn't a fan of December Bride. Sure. There was just nope. a bunch. So that's that's, that's not exciting, particularly for me. But who knows? Yeah. Um. And then the writer has done a ton of stuff for mm-hmm. Hallmark. Uh. His name is Robert Tate Miller, and mm-hmm. he wrote. Uh. He wrote uh let's see here he wrote farewell mr kringle which i actually think is kind of underrated i really like that one um and then christmas cookies love struck cafe hope at christmas which i thought was pretty decent last year and had ryan pavey in it yeah yeah um and so there you go anyway so that's kind of the pedigree (laughs) for this one and and, you know and most baron krakow is is uh, a fan favorite of course um Mm -hmm. so there's a summary uh uh, sam walker the owner of her family's picturesque ranch in bighorn montana must decide whether to sell her land to wealthy developers or risk losing it in foreclosure when new york real estate developer richard belmont arrives at the ranch to convince her to sell he learns some life-changing lessons from sam about the country lifestyle and the importance of home despite the budding romance that develops between them the pressure on richard from his colleague 
colleagues to close the deal, grows, and threatens to undermine everything he's come to love since arriving in Bighorn. Mm. pretty classic hallmark i would say this is absolutely a classic hallmark yeah right here save the farm kind of a thing we've got the evil man of business there are closures at risk yes (laughs) um in this movie we have some fan favorites in the supporting cast Mm -hmm. we have uh, sarah strange who was on garage soul mysteries and we got to interview her she's a delight Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Lucy, Lucy Guest, who's been in a bunch. Ava Grace Cooper, who's adorable mm-hmm. on When Calls the Heart. Um, Jeff Gustafson, who is in the uh, Science Hill Delivered movies. And yeah. Kevin O'Grady, who's also in, uh, was also in the Garage Mysteries. So it's a pretty good cast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Georgia, what is your initial thoughts about this one? You guys, I swear I just fell asleep halfway through the <laughs> <laughs> I, I just oh god i i'm still honestly just pretty tired of the someone's gonna buy something yeah. that means something to you find a different way that you're gonna lose the farm or the business or something find a different reason than land developers or condos are going to be made just something a little different and also i'm really sorry Please, Caroline, do not hate me. I am not an Aaron Krako fan. Please uh-huh. do not disown me. Please. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't typically like the stuff that she does. And I feel like I'm going to get my Hallmark card taken away. But, like, I love Ryan Pavey's great. Aaron Krako is, she's great, but just the stuff she's in is not stuff that I ever feel like watching. Sure. In. And so I'm very much not. Uh, excited yeah, yeah. about this one and I don't want to say it because I don't want to be mean about it but like oh. there's just not really one bit of it that's drawing me in yeah at all hey you know it, it can't be denied that this is a very tired premise and yeah. <laughs> I, the only thing that kind of given me hope is that this cast is really stacked and the clips were pretty cute I think I mean it wasn't really clips it was like behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. and they, they, I mean I'm sure most of these people are having a lot of fun, but it just, they they seemed like, oh, maybe I think Aaron and Ryan might have chemistry. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah, I agree. It is a snore of a plot. (sighs) Oh, guys, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to come back at you on that, though. Um, (laughs) So here's the thing. I used to be an attorney that represented people who were facing foreclosure. So anytime I see the word foreclosure <laughs> pop open in a yeah. plot, I am very excited. Yeah. Um, and I know it is a very tired trope for Hallmark, but it is, it's big stakes. You know, you might be losing your, your home. In this case, you might be losing your ranch. I think the problem is, is that there are no stakes because the thing that, because people always try to be like, you've got mail, but the thing they forget sure. you've got mail is that she lost yeah, lost sure. the store, yeah. and she had she to did. learn what? and grow as a character, and she exactly. had to deal, she had to deal with fair. losing the store. I think yeah. that's fair. And so and it's like, so yeah. I mean, you just never, you have no stakes because you know there's not a chance in heck that these people are going to really lose anything. So exactly. it's just right. 
And because whoever shows up there is magically going to love being on a farm in cowboy yeah. boots. So sometimes that's not going to happen. <laughs> but that's like, always. <laughs> but that's, but. That, guys, you have to suspend disbelief for literally every single homework. I know. It's not like you're coming into a foreclosure plot and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> oh, well, like, I guess we're going to have to pretend they might not lose the, the home here or whatever. But I, um, it's just but, we've seen it so much, and it'd be yeah, nice yeah, if, yeah. if we didn't get one every season. But I did appreciate this year, and I really liked the movie True Love Blooms uh-huh. with uh, with Sarah Rue and uh, Jordan Bridges, and she actually did lose it just for a brief period. She lost <laughs> the gardens, and I appreciated that that even just for a brief period, like <laughs> she actually lost. I was like, wow, they're I mean, so they're so brave. These writers. <laughs> It's like in um what uh, Love on a Limb, where she has to either save the tree or save her mom's house. And what does she do? She saves her mom's house. Yeah. And then it ends up being okay. Well, now we can figure out a different way. But she gives in because you have to. There's something more important. So the thing that was the main mission from the beginning ended up being secondary. And then uh-huh. didn't focus on it and just dig in the whole time. Then they could find a different solution. It was a yeah, twist. Right. And they need to have twists, and it doesn't look like this one has a twist, but I could be wrong. I hope yeah. I am. Um, I would give this one just a, like an ordinary, like the popsicles that you just like slice mm. into their two sides, just an ordinary popsicle. And maybe sure. like root beer flavor, nothing fancy. So sure. <laughs> that's what I'm going to give it. But I, I just, just because of the cast, I don't think it's a toppled cone, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just going to give it a, a good old popsicle. Uh, what are well, you, ladies, well, ladies, I'm giving this a Sunday nice. with all the tossing <laughs> because I love a foreclosure plot. <laughs> and this would give a different movie, perhaps a more layered movie, an opportunity to really dig into the types of bankruptcy <laughs> that a person that a person could pursue to yeah. save their ranch. And uh, you know, it might be a chapter eleven, it might be a chapter thirteen. But all I'm saying is, I am, so here's the thing, like, I'll just quickly say that when you are, when you are looking at fiction, when you are looking on what is televised, it's always like law and order. It's always like the criminal law. It's always like this and that, like this very like sort of like sexy, interesting stuff. And when you do get the Hallmark movies for all the like crap I give the Hallmark movies, they are getting into this other law that like really does affect people and and that is foreclosure and so that means (laughs) in this case it is a sundae with like some whipped cream some cherry on top some magic sprinkles i am wow and i am sure i'll be disappointed (laughs) but that is what i'm giving it of all the the things i expected from today's podcast i did not expect you to to be defending the save the farm storyline i love it it's awesome it totally makes sense i love it here i am that's what i'm here for we Mm -hmm. if you are available on the 17th (laughs) we should have you live tweet i think (laughs) I would love it. I'll try try to make it happen. All right. We'll do all we can. But that's great. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, Georgia, what are you giving it? (laughs) You don't even need to ask. This is just (laughs) a pretty up topple cone for me. Topple cone. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
there's just literally nothing drawing me to this movie at all. Not a single word, person, look of it, nothing. There's just, I'll still give it a shot, but I highly doubt I'll make it through the first hour. I just That's really fair. don't. I don't You're going to make poor little Ava Grace Cooper. You're just going to make her cry. It's not her fault. I know. I'm just kidding. It's up in a movie that should have a twist that will probably not. I'll check in. <laughs> yep. Like yeah. half an hour before it ends. Yeah, let us know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There isn't. I stand by my rating. Uh, very good. I no, I understand. Uh, so okay. So next we have All Summer Long. Sure. This stars Autumn Reeser, Brennan mm-hmm. Elliott. It's a new combo together. Of course, they've both done a million. Uh, mm-hmm. This is on the 24th. This is also directed by Peter DeLuise. So yeah. he's just amazing. Yeah. Yes. And uh this is based on a book by melody carson and it is written by the judith and sandra berg team sisters they are amazing and they've done a bunch of fun projects in the past i would love if you're listening either of you we would love to have you both on the podcast because (laughs) they're great uh they have done uh they have done uh, a majestic Christmas, which I really liked last year. I, that that was a save the save the theater story that I thought, oh, it's going to be terrible, and then yeah, actually really enjoyed it. Um, Christmas Next Door, which I really liked. Harvest Love, A Dash of Love, Summer Love, Love on the Sidelines, all ones that I I personally like. So they are pretty fun. So yeah. Anyway, that's exciting, and. Uh, here is the summary. So, hardworking lawyer, <laughs> your favorite lawyers, hardworking yes! lawyer, <laughs> yes, and capable sailor Tia. He's <laughs> mediocre. Capable sailor Tia yeah. captains a, a dinner cruise cruiser for the summer, but is yeah. upset to learn her ex-boyfriend Jake is the chef. Oh no. (laughs) On its maiden voyage, the yacht's engine blows and must be towed ashore. Overcoming unkind reviews, Jake and Tia work together to land another booking. Later, while enjoying a meteor shower, they find their relationship sparking as well. But when Tia is offered partnership at her firm, Jake is convinced she'll accept and grows distant. Hurt Tia sends a paper wish lantern aloft. (laughs) And if her wish comes true, Jake is in for a surprise. Whoa. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia, what is your first thoughts about this? Jeez Louise. Okay, so first of all, Autumn Reeser is just a gift to us all. I mean, yes. Autumn Reeser. Only. Yes. Anything she's in is going to be acceptable. Yeah. At, at least. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Elliott's fine. I like Brendan nice. Elliott. Um, I was like on board sort of until the paper lantern bit and I'm not really <laughs> there. And also until I realized that these are the same people, I'm sorry, who wrote Love on the Sidelines, which is, in my mm. opinion, the worst Hallmark movie ever. I just, I can't deal with it. And so I'm concerned because I love Autumn Racer so much. I love Peter Deloise, everything. So I'm, I'm torn here. I'm not really uh-huh. sure what to think. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I like, uh, I love Autumn Racer. She's, she's, yeah. almost all of hers have been 
have been good to great depending on the movie um yeah brennan elliott uh, he usually makes good movies i am usually a fan uh he and he and even in his bad movies like christmas melody he's fine like he's yeah. perfectly that movie's not bad because of him he's perfectly yeah. fine so that should be a pretty good combo i actually kind of intrigued by the plot it sounds kind of bonkers it sounds kind yeah. of weird like they're getting like shipwrecked and what there's <laughs> a paper lan- there is a paper wish lantern yeah it's so important it is mentioned in the description well, i think it sounds kind of fun and peter Dolan yeah. is really great and most of the berg sisters most of their movies have been amazing so if i would say give them one break that you did if you didn't like one of them georgia because they've done great what it is is most of them for me were like eh, like you know really okay like i can watch them but i'm fine if i miss them uh-huh. and then love on the sidelines offends me to my core uh, and i just yeah. that because is- harvest love uh and dash of love are both two um isn't harvest love the one where he makes that the hybrid pear yeah. apple thing? That's I mean, true. come on. Does. What are we That's talking true. about here? They She's have a, a whole cobbler movie. montage. I mean, what more do you want in a Hallmark movie? I can't deal. And I'm so over the, he assumes that she's going to take this position. So he gets his feelings hurt. Are you yeah. not a grown man? <laughs> Go talk to her. They're never grown men. They have been so that much better about it lately. And that's why yeah. this feels like a bit of a come down to me. So. Uh-huh. I'm excited about that aspect yeah. of it, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, and I, I, it'll be interesting to see if they end up having chemistry, the two of them. Uh, I am, and it is based on a book, which usually the ones based on books are a little bit better, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm going to be optimistic and give this a frozen yogurt. Uh, okay. And we'll see where the uh, hardworking lawyer and capable sailor turns out. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lori? Oh, boy. <laughs> so, um, so the thing is, like, hardworking lawyer and capable sailor, I, I'm reading that to immediately mean she's going to leave Maybe. her life of practicing law behind yeah. to be a mediocre sailor. And yeah, I mean, somehow, she probably won't, like, become an expert on maritime law or something like that. No, no, no. I mean, this involves a paper wish lantern. Um, so here's the thing. I'm, I'm conflicted because yeah. if she's a hardworking lawyer and she is about, she is being offered partnership, that what that means is she probably does, like, a lot of, like, corporate law for some, like, bad guys and so yeah that's true part of me part of me is like go do the capable sailor thing but the other part of me is like are you just doing the capable sailor thing for the man because then on that case like maybe i want you to continue you know pursuing law although maybe seeing the light and doing something else um i'm gonna give it a frozen yogurt and i'm gonna give it like not a tart frozen yogurt I'm going to give it a real, a Fancy. real, yeah, I'm going to give it kind of a bland frozen yogurt. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, it's not the best frozen <laughs> yogurt, um, but I'm just, I'm so worried she's going, and not that there's anything wrong with being a, quote, 
capable sailor, end quote. Um, but I, I don't, I hate to see yeah. her live. She's not going to stand, she's not going to stand up for the legal profession, probably not. Yeah, and I can't, you know, I'm trying to imagine myself going into an office one day and saying, look, there was a paper <laughs> with, there was a paper with Blanard involved here. <laughs> <laughs> so I've really got to put my two weeks notice in. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that that would be something in your favor for sure. Sure, sure. No I, mean, way. I, I have some, I've had some pretty, you know, great employers, but it's just, <laughs> I'm like, there's gotta be sort of a midpoint. So yeah. I, but, that, but like yeah. you, you guys have said that Autumn Reeser is for sure a gift. Like I remember mm -hmm. her seeing her initially in the OC um, oh, yeah. Yeah. many, many years ago. So I was a big OC fan and she came in and I thought she was delightful and I liked her quite a bit. And I've liked um, Brendan Elliott from, I can't remember the name of the movies, but the ones he was doing with Lazy. Uh, the Chappelle. All My Heart. Yeah, yeah, the All My Heart, where they like had a different end in every single movie, but it right. was the same end. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed him as well. So I, I do think it would be an enjoyable film. Yeah. Georgia, what about you? I mean, I'm just so confused by everything that's happening, but Autumn Reeser is like everything. Autumn Reeser will make it good. Yeah. So for her alone, it's going to be not not like your first choice or even your second choice, probably like your third favorite frozen yogurt flavor. Sure. Like that's what this is going to be. We're okay. You want frozen yogurt and you go get it. Is you can't get the ones you were thinking of, but it's good and you're you're okay with it. Yeah. It's like the birthday cake flavor. Yeah, yeah. like all they have is like blueberry, and so you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's still frozen yogurt, so I guess I'm happy. You know, sure. The, the core of what I wanted. So for autumn yeah. ice cream, I'll give it that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing extra. So. All right. Very good. I think this is great. Okay. Last one. This is the one we don't, that they'll probably have a bunch more stuff for the preview. So we apologize. <laughs> but, um, uh, it's uh, my one and only, uh, the stars Pascal Hutton and Sam Page. Of course, Pascal has done the um, Perfect Bride movies, which were pretty good. I didn't like the first one, but other sure. people did. Um, and she did the Wedding of Dreams movies. So she's done some movies, but then also, of course, she plays the best character on When Calls the Heart, uh, Rosemary, uh, by far. Uh, and then uh, Sam Page, he has a bit of a mixed resume with <laughs> on Hallmark. I actually thought his last one, The Story of Us, was pretty good. Uh, it, it was kind of a bonkers solution at the end, but... <laughs> But it was, it was okay. And, but I really disliked his Mr. Perfect Christmas present one. Oh, I oh, like Mr. Christmas. I loved Mr. Christmas. <laughs> Not because he was a good person in it, but because the whole premise was so bonkers. It, it was. was so it was good. an acquisition, and you could so tell. Go back and watch Mr. Christmas, or whatever it's called, and, uh, you, and think about, think about what you're watching. Yeah. What had to come together for Sam Page to pull off the, like, ultimate gift-giving experience? He had to go back, and he had to, like, really, like, get into these people's lives and, yeah. like, mess them up for a bit <laughs> before he could get 
to the perfect Christmas present. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. He's everything. <laughs> exactly. It was one of the it was one of the first times on the podcast that I like truly lost it. I was like, yeah. I can't even believe this movie. I it was so terrible. And uh, so yeah, it was it was a very memorable moment on the podcast because I was just like this took me to a dark place that I could barely return from. So anyway. Yeah. I do remember it. That's true. (laughs) There was like this one thing and I can't remember quite well, but I remember Rob and we were doing the podcast and it was like at the end of the movie where like this, there was like a brother and sister, like an older, like they were, they were, they were older and the, something had happened to the, to the sister's dog and they, like the brother and sister had not been in contact for a while but then the brother found the dog and like presented the dog to um to his sister and uh-huh. they were like, all of a sudden happy again but if you think about it the only way that works out is if sam page slash mr christmas kidnapped the dog <laughs> that is the yeah, only yeah. way that works out that is the only way that he gets involved and that he makes it happen and it's amazing. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying here. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that movie in two years, and I can't remember that scene. <laughs> and there's like an old man that he does yeah. some weird thing to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, so sorry, sorry. so poor Sammy <laughs> is going to be in this. My one and only. We- oh, yeah delightful pascal at new we love and sam page from all we've heard is just delightful as well yeah so um anyway the the summary that we have uh uh, after being passed up for promotion at work and learning of her ex-fiance's approaching nuptials to his best friend stephanie reluctantly agrees to be a contestant on the popular reality dating tv show the one so uh and uh, arrive, so, arriving on set in gorgeous Wyoming mountains, Stephanie immediately bumps heads with the handsome ranch owner, Alex, before beginning her courtship with her fellow contestant and supposed perfect match, Oliver. Against sure. a backdrop of fun summer dates, in quotation marks for some reason, for which Alex is the guide, Stephanie and Oliver try to determine if they're fated to be together, but... While Stephanie and Oliver hit it off, sparks fly between Stephanie and Alex as they challenge one another to face their fears and ask for what they want. Yet the complexities mount as Stephanie questions if Alex has feelings for his best friend, Kelly, and if, like with her (laughs) ex-fiance, history will repeat itself. With a ticking clock towards the show's grand finale, Stephanie must decide between Alex and Oliver but who is the one like the oh. show this so you know I, I would want i would want stephanie to choose herself but i feel like that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> it's hallmark yeah. it's hallmark it's still hallmark so this it is, is directed hallmark. this is directed by gary yates who is a veteran of hallmark oh, yeah. movies uh, and I don't know anything about any of the supporting cast or anything like that. There's not an IMDb on it. Uh, so, but yeah, he's, he did the one winter proposal, uh, oh, and, so uh, one winter weekend, which are so good in my opinion. So good. Oh, he also, yeah, he also did once upon a Christmas miracle last year, which was oh, really good, I think. So good. <laughs> and so good. 
Yeah. And he directed Snowden Christmas, which is really good. Come on. Time. <laughs> so, this guy's just a legend. Come on. Yeah, he is. But I think it sounds kind of fun. I mean, I, I'm a little bit... What was the one in spring with... Uh, the one with the reality TV show? Oh, Love Take Two or whatever. Yes, Love Take Two. That one was disappointing. Yeah. But at least with this one, they aren't... Cause, because Love Take Two, Lori, so you know, Love Take Two was about a reality show where the, the one guy is going to get married to another person, but then he uh-huh. shows up and his ex is like running the show. Yeah. So then sparks fly. But the problem with that storyline is that you spend the entire movie invested in this or spending the time with this other couple, with him and this other woman, and then they break up and you're supposed to be invested in, in him and the the executive producer and obviously you can't have them like cheating cheating in hallmark so you end up just feeling kind of like i was why did i watch this breakup movie (laughs) so it feels like so it's like a fundamentally flawed it's very hard to pull off there's very few that can yeah but uh so i mean i mean i'm a little bit cautious just because that one was disappointing about a reality show but I don't know. It sounds kind of fun to me. It sounds kind of crazy and weird. And I don't know who is playing the 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 guy that uh, that she's matched with on the show with Oliver. I guess his name is. Uh, but uh, that uh, let's see. Oh, Stephen Huzar, I think is is going to be it. He he is oh, handsome. He's a cutie. Yeah. Oh, that's going to yeah, be oh, poor Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't mind having to choose between Sam Page and Stephen Huzar. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I think it sounds kind of weird and fun, and maybe that's why they were waiting because it was I don't know. They needed a clip of it. Well, I love Sam Page. Yeah. Um, I have liked him. So I first saw Sam Page and Gossip Girl. A million oh, okay. years ago, and he was great in that. And he's actually been in the Bold Type, which I haven't mm-hmm. watched too much of. But he's like sort of the same sort of like attractive character who yeah. is sort of like a little bit detached, but <laughs> is probably a good partner. Um, and so I like him in basically everything I've seen him in. Uh-huh. So I'm excited to see him in something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Pascal Hutton really is. A, a delight so i'm pretty excited about this i'm gonna give it a, a, a frozen yogurt i'm i think it's gonna be fun what about you georgia what do you think oh my gosh you guys pascal hutton's great sam page i love other guy steven super cute i'm super excited i think hopefully they've learned from love take two it needs to be more fun it cannot be this super serious movie about a reality show. It's just not going to work. So you have to have it be a little bit more lighthearted. Um, yeah, the casting I'm just obsessed with because Sam Page is an Annie Claus, which was super cute. I've loved everything Pascal's been in. Um, it sounds a little Princess Diaries 2-ish to me where oh. she's dating the one, but like it's arranged and then the other one is the one she's falling in love with. And I love Princess Diaries 2, so I'm stoked i don't really have anything bad to say about it there's a girl named kelly anytime you have a character named kelly it's like a guaranteed win for some reason it just always works so (laughs) probably you know i don't have any clips or anything i don't have any pictures or anything yeah but i'm gonna be optimistic and just give it a sunday because i love all of them i have no reason not to yeah 
Very good. All right, Lori, what do you think? I will give it a Sunday as well. Um, I think like a Sunday without many toppings. <laughs> uh, um, because I'm, I, I'm a little iffy on the plot, but I do love Sam Page. And I think he's great in everything he's in. And I think if I were to sit down and watch it, I would enjoy it immensely and I would let whatever plot issues I have go. Very good. All right. Uh, that's great. Okay. So now we're real quick, the Aurora Tea Garden. So we have three Aurora Tea Garden movies. Um, and uh, Niall Mater was a definite uh, plus. I, I haven't seen all of these Aurora Tea Garden. I've only seen the ones the last couple of years, but I loved Niall Mater in the, in the ones. He was really fun. Uh, but they have three coming up. And this is basically in they were going to do it i think later i don't know if it was september or october or whatever they were going to do it later because it was going to be garage sale mystery month but obviously <laughs> Lori laughlin made sure that wasn't going to happen um and so now we get aurora tea garden these three and then we'll have a chronicle mysteries on the mystery channel so what i thought would we would do for these three is uh these aurora tea garden i'd read all three of the summaries and then we decide which one each of us which one we think will be the best of these three okay so the first one is called a game of cat and mouse uh and it is directed by mark jean uh they're all written all three written by tina booth and so it's someone begins taunting aurora tea garden with cryptic clues left at crime scenes so the librarian turned crime buff attempts to figure out who is behind the creepy game quotation marks but when the people closest to Aurora become targets, the game takes on a much more dangerous edge as it points to a planned murder. So that's first one, Game uh -huh. of Cat and Mouse. Second one, An Inheritance to Die For, which I can't believe that title uh -huh. is still available. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, this is directed by Michael Robison, and it's a matriarch is poisoned during a family wedding reception, and Aurora Tea Garden vows to get to the bottom of the crime, especially when her mother, a friend of the dead woman, stands to inherit the bulk of the massive estate. So, mm. yeah, it makes it sound like Aurora Tea Garden's mother. Yeah. So, so that Mary Lou Henner, so... Mary Lou Henner is is supposed to get the state, so they must be accusing her. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. Next is a very foul play. It's <laughs> another great title. Mm -hmm. uh, it's directed by Martin Wood, and it's at a gathering of mystery and true crime fans. Aurora Tea Garden's nephew Philip is accused of murder when an unplanned onstage blackout during the play in which he is performing ends, revealing <laughs> Philip holding the bloody knife that has just killed one of the other performers. So that's pretty grisly. <laughs> so, Lori, those three, yeah. you've, got, uh, you've got a game of cat and mouse. Sure. You've got an inheritance to die for and a very foul play. What would you pick? I would be probably the most interested in an inheritance to die for. I will say mm -hmm. I have not seen any of the Aurora Tea Garden mysteries. Yeah. So I can't really like add my interest in how the characters would handle a certain situation to it. Um, but like, I feel like probably the most exciting is... You know, the last one, the, the bloody knife. 
Um, But I feel like we could get into some, like, sort of interesting character development um, and drama with um, Inheritance to Die For. Mm, Yeah. Uh, What about you, uh, Georgia? Well, for me personally, first of all, I just, I'm not a fan of the ones when somebody dies at a wedding. I just find that too (laughs) depressing, too dark, too, like, don't Mm -hmm. do this to me because then I'm just sad for the whole two hours. Mm, Instead of caring. Yeah. So not the inheritance to die for. Cat and mouse one sounds good. I'll say it, but I think the very foul play one, just because I don't know if you guys watch Monk at all, or I know it's hot topic among Hallmark people, but we've always watched it. And there's an episode where that happens, where there's a part, somebody's supposed to get fake stabbed and then they supposedly get really stabbed, but then it's a whole Mm -hmm. thing. So that happens during the play and it's interesting, but it's like one of our favorite episodes. It's really funny. Yeah. The only and, thing yeah, you know, but so probably that one for me. The only thing that's kind of weird is that they just did for Mystery 101, they just did a mystery that happens at a play. And then for Picture Perfect oh, yeah. Mysteries, they just did a, a a murder that happens at a wedding reception. So it's it's kind of odd. But yeah, and that's whatever. why I knew that the wedding one would be super depressing because that one yeah. would me out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. Um yeah, I remember vaguely remember her nephew being kind of annoying. So once he was in, and so I'm going to go with an inheritance to die for, just because I think that Mary Lou Hemmer having like maybe the focus be on her could uh-huh. be really fun, and she could have some moments to kind of some juicy scenes and yeah. fun. So uh that 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 one and it seems obviously the most natural of the one uh the first one it seems the biggest stretch for her to become involved in whereas the other two involve family members so it's a little more you know natural but yeah anyways the last one is a chronicle mysteries and we were gonna have we were actually Lori. we were going to you were going to be on our podcast when we talked about the chronicle mysteries did you ever ever get a chance to watch any of them i did although it's been like (laughs) so long since they were on that i don't know that i can't remember too much of them but i will say like Something I have with the Chronicle Mysteries, and I think some with the sort of mysteries I have in general, like, I want to love these so much because I'm such a fan of, like, shows like Murder, She Wrote. Like, I loved their shows. I loved them, loved them, loved them. And I feel like, first of all, I think Allison Sweeney is fantastic, but I feel like they don't go enough into the cheese area. Like, I Uh feel they could be like a little more wacky a little more cheesy like it could be like a more of a like fun sort of comedic slash dramatic uh-huh. watch yeah yeah um too much and, well yeah. they sometimes take themselves too seriously i agree with right. you that uh that the ones that are have a little bit more fun uh, with the mm. whole thing I enjoy the best because because yeah. honestly they're usually pretty predictable and so I think they're kind of boring like a lot of people hated the uh the ones with Holly Robinson Pete because uh, mm. they were ridiculous but I actually yeah. thought they were fun I enjoyed them like, yeah. oh my gosh people hated those those were way yeah bad. yeah oh. I, I liked them I enjoyed them yeah they were bonkers and so I I like 
them. Plus, we love wearing socks, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I was disappointed in the Chronicle Mysteries. I thought they had way more potential, and they kind of yeah. They kind of ended up being pretty generic. I thought. Right. I really liked uh, the uh, the associate who did the stakeout and was like had all that junk food in the car and like he was really kind of like by, i can't remember his name i think maybe it was drew i don't know but he was kind of bonkers and funny um there were there were some fun moments but i don't know i just i didn't think that they used the podcasting element like in, in, right. an, in an interesting way at all yeah and, that's exactly how i feel like it was Sorry. basically no it was basically just to introduce introduced the episode and then she was basically a reporter for the rest of the things like she could have gotten like clues people could have called in even though (laughs) even though pod you know true crime podcasts are scripted but but even if you if you didn't care about that like they evolved in sort of her sort of they could have used the podcast in way more interesting ways and so that was disappointing uh but anyway so this one the plot is this is the latest edition of alex mcpherson's true Mm -hmm. crime podcast podcast recovered centers on the death of a man whose wife seems certain to be convicted for his murder as she follows the story on her podcast alex assisted by her colleague drew godfrey becomes convinced that the wife didn't do it but unless she can identify and locate the killer before the trial reaches its conclusion an innocent woman will take the fall for a murder she didn't commit so I think it sounds fine, uh, and I, I don't know. The the one most memorable thing about the Chronicle Mysteries, though, is how they, you know, they can't have anybody doing anything like really bad, you know, aside from murdering people. Yeah. But like the whole little like weird fake olive oil underground market thing that they had, like in one of those, it was. So- what is this the weirdest underhanded black market thing i've ever seen in my life that's that's like unreal it was so funny oh my god it was like this 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 sham olive oil like thing it was underground anyway but um i'm just gonna i i'm just gonna give this one a popsicle i hope it'll surprise me but i think it sounds kind of bland yeah so i i would give it a popsicle as well um i think alice i feel like alice and sweeney is just like sorely underused because yeah she is terrific but like and it's weird that i'm taking more offense to like how the podcast element is used than to how like attorneys are portrayed (laughs) (laughs) having experience with both because I'm just like oh you should like there's so much more to do with like this podcast as a medium sort of thing and it could really like add to what you're doing with a mystery um so I don't like have the highest of hopes for like I think it would be an enjoyable watch because I think she's a terrific actress um but I can't give it a Sunday I have to give it you know like a normal like a a great popsicle hoping for the best good all right Uh, Georgia what do you think um well I feel like it's wrong for me to judge it because I don't watch these Uh uh-huh not really I'll watch them in pieces 
but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pretty much just piggyback on you guys and give it a popsicle, I guess, because yeah. like, it seems fine, but I think I have trouble when, when murder mysteries are more than an hour, two hours mm-hmm. is just a lot. If they did an hour each week, I'd be a lot happier with it. But mm-hmm. Two hours makes just sense. takes a long time if you don't have like a well-developed story and plot and all that. So yeah, that's just my preference. Yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. We did it. We got through Yay! all of them. This we is did. So exciting. Well done, team. Well done. Yes. yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming and previewing uh, these movies with us. It's going to be a fun little month of August, so I'm excited. And we will try to have somebody live tweeting for each of these movies. Yeah. And we'll do our best because uh, we've also got uh, Chesapeake Shores coming up. We've got Good Witch coming up. We have uh, When Hope Calls. This is an exciting time to be a Hallmarky. Uh, and we also have In the Key of Love, which is going to be on Hallmark Movies now in on August 11th. So there's a lot going on, which is, is exciting. But anyway, we'll do our best to live tweet. Uh, and But let us know if you're listening what you would give it in the ice cream scale. Uh, let us know. That would be fun on Twitter yeah. or, com- or, or in the comment section. And Lori, how can people follow you on social media, all that fun stuff? Yeah, so um, I'm on Twitter at Lori Stark, L-O-R-E-E-S-T-A-R-K, and that's pretty much where you can find me for right now. I'm also on Instagram. I don't use it quite as much as I used to, but it's at L-O-R-E-E underscore S-T-A-R-K. And so those are the best places to find me, and I love to hear from people, so please reach out. Great. And are you guys planning on covering any this summer, I mean, this uh, winter? Oh gosh. Um, we, uh, yeah, we haven't quite reached a conclusion yet. I think we have very much enjoyed our break <laughs> during the year. Um, and I kind of like being a podcast guest. So, okay, um, we'll, we'll definitely so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely use you for sure. Uh, and, and during those weeks. So, all right, Georgia, how can people follow you? I am on Twitter at Georgia speech great and you can follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube on ron tomatoes all the fun stuff check it out uh, i would love for you to to follow me and you can make sure you're following the podcast the humbergies pod at humbergies podcast all of our social media and if you're listening on itunes please give us your ratings and reviews we really appreciate it and if you're listening on youtube please give us thumbs up subscribe to the channel and consider becoming a patron we have early exclusive interviews that we offer we offer we have giveaways on a regular basis of, of uh, digital codes for movies. We try to make it as fun and have open conversation. Nobody's opinion is wrong in our patron group. So definitely worth uh, uh, becoming a patron, supporting the podcast. And uh, so, yes, considering that, also we have our feedback show that's a lot of fun. I don't think we're going to be doing it this week, uh, but we'll, we'll try to do it next week. But you can call uh, at 801-855-6407, leave a voicemail, or you can email us at feedback at hallmarkiespodcast.com. So lots of fun stuff going on. And so let us know what you think. And thanks so much, girls. I really appreciate it. We will talk again soon. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com. Link in the description.